Hi and assalamu alaikum. Welcome to episode 12, season 2, part 2 of the Ramadan series. Today we have Bija with us and we will be talking about Laylatul Qadr. Hi, assalamu alaikum. My name Hi. is Khadija Paul. Um, it's my honor to be on the podcast again. Um, I always enjoy talking about um, just knowledge and being able to give my two cents about stuff. So inshallah today I'll be talking about um, Laylatul Qadr and just like the basics of Ramadan because there's usually like some people have a little bit of confusion um, about what is permissible, what's not permissible about um, Ramadan. So I just wanted to give a little bit more um, information about that if I'm able to. So what is Laylatul Qadr? So Laylatul Qadr, I want to start off by saying that we don't know the exact night of Laylatul Qadr. Um, It is a very distinguished night um, because the Quran was revealed in this night. Um, There is an ayah in Laylatul Qadr. Um, So the the Quran was sent down on this blessed night. Um, There's another ayah in Laylatul Mubarak. Oh, no, not, not an ayah, but a hadith. Um, and there are difference of opinion. Um, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he used to, he used to, um, he used to be more, um, more. You know, he used to pray more during these last ten days. He used to do more sadaqah. Um, he used to wake up his family um, to pray, um, and also like you know just fasting in general. So um, Aisha. Um, عنها, she asked the Prophet um, what should I supplicate in Laylatul Qadr and the Prophet he said oh Allah you are the most forgiving and you'll forgive so forgive me so that's one of the um, ayahs in the Quran and it's a really beautiful night because those are, that's the time that we should really be focused more on our deen, our religion we'll make sure that we're doing the best thing that we can do and um, whoever performs qiyam during Laylatul Qadr with their faith and with being hopeful of Allah's reward, then Allah will forgive his former sins, which everybody wants. And we all we all want our sins because we all make you know we all sin, we all make mistakes. Um, so Allah um, He will forgive our sins. Um, there's another ayah if I can say it. It's man um, Laylatul Qadri. So during Laylatul Qadr, the descending of the angels increases. So the angels are always coming down um, whenever we, we, read, we read Quran, whenever we're trying to be closer to Allah, the angels are always coming down. But during these last 10 days, um, the angels come down more and just more blessing. Allah comes down every night on the, the last third of the night. Um, and it's beautiful because that's like more motivation for people to really do their studies and everything because yes you should do this all year round but during Ramadan it's more important because they you know this is the month that the Quran was revealed mm-hmm. and then um, I did want to talk a little bit about just the basics of Ramadan so um Ramadan is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar year. People, Muslims, they need, um, they fast from Fajr all the way till Maghrib. 
um, no eating, no drinking, nothing of the sort. Um, Muslims also have to refrain from ignorant speech. They have to refrain from being, um, basically being like intimate and stuff like that. If you have a strong desire, Allah um, recommends that um, a Muslim should fast. That's a way to suppress your um, your desire. And fasting does cause a Muslim to go to Jannah, inshallah. And it's just a really beautiful month. If you have any question, you can ask me something. If you have a question. Okay. Well, what I wanted to say about Laylatul Qadr is that Laylatul Qadr is the night of decree, like you said. Or people call it the night of power. Yep. It's a beautiful night. And, um,. Yep, it's the month where he sent down the Quran, so it has to be, you know, we have to do more actions during that, um, during that month. It's really, really important to be able to understand that this is a really holy month. Like, you know, it's okay to kind of have fun and stuff, like in your regular life, but it's even more important to make sure that you're dedicating this entire month to studying, to make sure that you're you're getting closer with Allah whether it's with reading dua or hadith or stuff like that it's really important and that the blessing which has come to the muslims um increases with the gratefulness to allah so like i said you want to make sure that we're doing what we can to make sure that we're pleasing allah mm-hmm. and then on allah um makes all the decision all his decisions for the whole like year yes Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and our sins of the past year and the year after will be for- are forgiven. Yep, and there's another um, <clears throat> there's another thing that I want to say. Um, it's an ayah from the Quran. I can translate it, and it is, "He wants you that must complete the same number of days that you must glorify Allah that who have guided you." so that you may be grateful to him. So Allah has guided us to Islam. So we have to make sure that we're showing Allah that we're grateful and that we're giving back. Well, not giving back, but we're doing what we have to do to, to save ourselves, inshallah. And another thing is, um, the beautiful thing is, Allah, he's, he's still being merciful towards us during this month. So the gates of hellfire is locked during this month. The devils are chained. And then he opens up Jannah. So that's another beautiful thing. When fasting, you have to have the intention to do it for the sake of Allah. That's another thing I wanted to talk about. I know people sometimes they think um, that fasting is, you know, to lose weight or, you know, to just not be hungry, not eat all the time. That's a portion of it, but major majority of it is the intention is to do it for the sake of Allah and to have the intention to fast and to please Allah and it's important that um, you know what you can and you can't do when fasting so a couple things you can do is if you're you know if you're cooking or something you can taste the food as long as it doesn't go to your throat so literally like the tip of your tongue and then but you have to spit it out you can't swallow it um, but I'm so sorry I was not supposed to say I've always hear that but I'm so scared to do it because I'm scared I'll accidentally swallow it yeah, I try not to do it too. Like, unless it's like, 
like I know it's weird but like unless you're like cooking like beef or like chicken or something I'll like I'll like take a little part of it like literally the tiniest part and put it on my tongue just to make sure it's like it has enough salt but then immediately I just take it out of my mouth and like throw it away like I think some people what they try to do is like they do that but then they like they literally like try to like eat the flavor out of their tongue which I'm like (laughs) you're not supposed to do that that's defeating the whole purpose and you know your your intention has to be too fast like you can't you can't cut corners I just, and another thing is sorry no i said i just smell the food if it smells good i know it'll taste good but exactly because i get so scared to t- <laughs> right because i'm like why you get i mean yeah i feel like i don't even have to taste it because especially when you make the, the the same thing over and over again like yeah. you usually know what you have to put in it yeah exactly and like um what was the other yeah so what i wanted to say was um during fasting like it's okay like if you if you have a um an illness or something you can take medication by injection only so you not um not by mouth because you know you have to swallow it with water um and i did hear um i've heard um people saying that like you're not allowed to like wash your nose and your mouth but I'm like, how are you praying then? Because that's literally how you make wudu. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't make sense to me. I was looking at them like, wait a minute. But, like, you know, it's good to just always let people know, like, yes, I, you have to wash your nose. But making wudu is completely different. Did you? Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can oh. hear you. Yeah, I was just saying, I know you're not supposed to swallow toothpaste. Cause I know some people, they, like, swallow toothpaste saying, oh, they're just brushing their teeth. Yeah. Not gonna but, lie, like, sometimes when I brush my teeth, I'd be, like, sometimes, like, the water goes down my throat. So, I try to make sure that, like, nothing is going down. Yeah. But, like, I know, and, like, I don't know if you, like, heard about, um, like, for example, like, you know how, like, they have, like, the Sephora festivals and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean... Like I went, I went to it, and it was it wasn't like that bad. Like I was a little bit disappointed because a couple, like a couple of things were just kind of like iffy to me, like like the mixing and on and that stuff. And I'm like, yeah. during Ramadan, but I, you know, I feel like people always try to find a way to like, you know, get around it. But you're only going to get food and leave, like that's okay. But yeah. it's it's really better to like only dedicate the month. To, to Islam, you know, like, that's, like, and it's, like, it's only one month out of the whole year. There's 12 months in a year, so a month shouldn't be that hard. Like, it should really be just about that, and, you know, I think that's important to me, you know, making sure that I'm getting as much knowledge in this, um, in this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also important to me, because I feel like a lot of times, a lot of people go to, because I know some people, they go to the Super Festival every single night, and oh, then they- no. Then what are you doing in the nighttime? Like exactly. And are you, what time are you sleeping? Because you have to get up back for support in the morning. And then you exactly. gotta go do all the stuff you have to do throughout your day. Then you gotta come back home, eat iftar, go for taraweeh. If you're going to the masjid or pray taraweeh at home, it's like when and, do you? And about especially, um, like later, not even later called it, but like qiyam. Like, do you not want to pray qiyam? Mm-hmm. Like, but like even about um, um, Laylatul Qadr, like you know, people are, like there's different opinion. Like if you're if you're terminally ill, 
or like old or pregnant or like on your menstrual and stuff you don't have to fast like i i've heard of like people who like who will fast but like that's putting your health in danger like yeah you know if you're in danger then you should not be fasting and like you shouldn't feel bad about it like that's something that a lot a lot you know put on you so it's a mercy what did you say it's a mercy for you from allah exactly like a lot of it like allah is the one who gave it to you so if he's telling you you know like if you're unable to you shouldn't do it like you shouldn't force yourself to have to fast because you're feeling you know sick that's the intention but you want to make sure that you're still like making sure your body is is not you know mm-hmm. going terminal and then also i feel like if you can't pray because you're not able to pray like you can still make dua and you can still like read and or something like that you know because it's important to do something beneficial in the nights of Laylatul Qadr because like it said the night is better than a thousand months yes mm-hmm. and I and another thing about Laylatul Qadr um, since we don't know when the exact night is we know that it's in the range of the 10 days but um, there's a difference of opinion saying that um, some other some others um, they indicate that it's on the odd nights of the last 10 days so um you know like like i said we want to make sure we're doing it on all 10 nights but it's mainly like the odd nights that are the ones that are mainly like could be Laylatul Qadr and um you can like seek Laylatul Qadr and you know stuff like that and just like you were saying just right i hear a lot of times people say sometimes oh it's in the last five nights raining it's more likely it's a sign of Laylatul Qadr but then also it's like it could be yes but it also could be any of the last 10 nights like you said so imagine if you only prayed the odd nights or the last five nights or the nights that it rained what if you missed what if it was on an even night you might have missed it exactly and it's like why would you why would you not want to do it on all 10 nights when like me personally i just think like okay i don't know which night it is i'm not just gonna like guess okay let i'm gonna pick the fourth day and the seventh day and the ninth day why would i do that when i can just do all of them and make sure that even if i don't know because that's another thing you have to have you have to have hope and you have to have um yeah you have to have hope that these are the nights if that's what allah told us then we have to believe it and we have to we don't have to we're not supposed to question it so we just have to do them on all the nights yeah exactly and then to give some context to Laylatul Qadr um when I was reading the hadith in Bukhari Muslim that basically the the prophet received his first revelation on the night of Laylatul Qadr from Angel Jibra'il when he was in the cave And um, they said the uh, revelation to be hard on him in Surah Mud- yeah. Ayah 5, I think it was. Oh, yes, Ayah 5. Surah Mudamil, Ayah 5. They said, indeed, it would be a heavy like weight on him, the revelation. Yeah, I do. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do. I think, like, I think, um, what was I going to say? Oh, my God, I forgot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah okay um what i wanted to say is like um another thing i like to talk about like misconceptions that people have because i know like people um you know they think that okay like when you're done okay like when you're done especially during the last 10 nights Mm -hmm. people think that when you're done fasting like from from fajr to maghrib then you can go and do like whatever you want like like for instance how i said like you know you're not supposed to sorry that i've heard that so much too just the other day in school i think it was thursday my friend was telling me oh you should go home after um you after you have iftar listen to this song i was like but it's oh my so god fun. like ramadan doesn't have a time period like it's a whole month like and i heard like i heard people i don't know like um i did like i'm not sure about um like i okay i know you're supposed to like refrain from like um, ignorant speech to music um those are haram anyway but i know some people like they like to be like you know they like to like really cut it off during ramadan um and i know like um you're not supposed to be like intimate stuff but in regards to that i don't know if you're not allowed to do it only when you're fasting or for the whole month like i'll be honest but i did hear people say like oh like when i'm done fasting like i can say this and i can say that or i can go listen to the song like I saw this one comment um, on Instagram, like before Ramadan, that was like, "Oh, like I'm going to a concert during Ramadan, but I'm gonna go after I'm done fasting." But I'm like, Ooh. I can't hear you, Khadija. Are you there? I can't hear you, Khadija. Are you there? Fija, are you there? Can you hear me? Because I can't hear you. If you can hear me, text me. Are you there? Because I can't hear you. I don't know if you can hear me, but I just texted. Hello. Oh, oh, you can hear me. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. I just couldn't hear you. You were talking about the concert, though. Oh, okay. Okay. You still have you. Okay. Is it still like recording? Yeah, it's still recording. Okay. Yeah. So what I was saying is like people they think that like after you're done fasting you can go and you can go to concerts and you can go like do all that type of stuff. But I was like, why would you not wanna? do qiyam pray tarawih and do islamic stuff but you'll go on in a concert like i'm I'm not justifying going to a concert at all like it's haram you shouldn't do it but i'm saying if anything if anything go when you're not when it's not ramadan because first of all you're gonna be at the concert till like what midnight one two that's that's what you you could have been doing tarawih you could have been doing you know witcher like you know it's it's just it's not it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me but i want to let people know that like it's just a month like allah is being so merciful to us like 
he's not asking for that much for us and he's not even it's not even going to benefit him it's just going to benefit us this is all to benefit us like all the fasting that we're doing all the quran that we're doing this is just to give ourselves more knowledge about islam to make us more more known about the mercy of allah and the beauty of the prophets and the rusul and all that so why take it for granted you know what i mean yeah exactly i feel like if um i forgot what i was about to say but it was about the oh so basically if you like why would you go to a concert if that's not especially in ramadan especially in ramadan if that's not beneficial for your akhirah like wouldn't you want to do something that's more beneficial for your akhirah so yeah. you like so you gain more blessings so you get more reward instead of going to a concert in ramadan especially even though you shouldn't be going to it in the first place exactly and it's like you're going to go to this concert and you're like you're just getting you're just getting all these sins and sins and sins and sins it's not you know it's not it's not going to benefit you in any way like okay you might have supposedly quote unquote good time but it's not going to it's not going to benefit you in the end yeah exactly it's not it's just like more than mostly you're just going to get more sins for going to this concert and nothing else is going to happen nothing else is going to come out of it there's more harm than good in it basically exactly and another thing about like another thing i wanted to say about like not knowing when laylatul qadr is there's a beauty in it because by not knowing by not knowing when these nights are you're not dedicating one day out of the whole month just to be quote unquote like religious you know like you're not because i would i would assume and it's beautiful because like allah knows all this like we we think that we're smart and we have doctors and engineers and scientists and engineers and blah 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 i said that twice i don't know why but mm-hmm. we have all these people and you know like allah said if we were to put everybody to ever exist on this planet and other plans that we don't even know we would not even be equivalent to an ant so that's beautiful because you know why are we going it doesn't make sense to spend only one night of the entire month because people will take that for granted they will spend one night of the entire month doing their their islamic studies and then the rest of the month they'll just do whatever they want so by having these 10 nights and by not knowing what which night it is it gives us it gives us a um an opportunity to be able to be sincere in what we're in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, just to add on to what you said, I feel like sometimes people start like in the beginning of Ramadan and in the beginning of anything, people start off like super strong, super excited, like have all these goals and all these plans that they want to accomplish and all these things they want to do. And then towards the middle they're like uh, falling off a little bit, not really on track as yep. And then towards the end oftentimes like with other things not Ramadan specifically but with other things they're like at the end they're like really not doing what they're supposed to be doing but with but with Ramadan and Laylatul Qadr towards the end you increase in what you're doing because you want to catch the night of Laylatul Qadr you want to get the reward for that so i feel like it's so like beautiful how because this night is in the last 10 nights instead of towards the end you're like not really doing much 
you're kind of increasing in what you were doing before because you want to catch this night you want to get the reward of this night exactly and even the deeds that you do on on those 10 days they they increase your taqwa they you know it connects you with Allah and there's a um there's a hadith um that the prophet said he said look for it on the odd nights of the last 10 days in the month of Ramadan and it's narrated by Bukhari and people typically like typically they kind of like I guess like over the history and everything they've kind of like assumed that it's on like the 27th night which is like I don't know I personally don't know like I'm not I'm not too knowledgeable about like saying okay yeah it is on the 27th night like I don't know how they know that but it's good to know like you know that the night of decree and or like what they see you know they call like the night of power is is still like not imp- well not, no, no, I'm not saying it's not important but like mm-hmm. it's just beautiful like it's just, it's indescribable to say like how important it is you know what I mean yeah I heard some scholars say that um they think it's the 27th night or the 20 the 20 tw- yeah the 27th night because um they believe that Isra al-Mi'raj was on that night yes um but there's no evidence to prove that so you know it's not really something you can go with and Allah says in the Quran he says the night of decree is better than a thousand months so if you just think of a thousand months let alone not even like like a thousand Ramadans like that's that's like there, there's no way you can even skip that it, there's no way and me personally like about like the Sohar festival and stuff I feel like they should they should like cancel the festival like on the last 10 nights because there's no reason you should be at a festival on the last 10 nights of Ramadan yeah and just like you said um, the night is better than a thousand nights that's ayah 3 of Al-Qadr um, yes yeah it's just like it's so beautiful and it's also good um to like give sadaqah during those um those nights um and i think yep that's what i heard i heard that um the reward of giving sadaqah during ramadan is multiplied by 70 and if you do any righteous act during laylatul qadr it's equivalent to have performed it over 83 years that's what i heard and that's just like that even if you sorry I said, that's just, wow, that's, like, the lifespan, if not more, of some people. Exactly. Like, like, 83 years, that's from the minute you were born to, like, if you were to die. And imagine you give somebody food or you give them $5, like, during Laylat al-Qadr. That's why I personally, like, like I like to, um, to like, help people as much as possible during your last 10, 10 days because you never know which night it is and you never know how many, how much rewards you're getting. Because the way I see it is if I if I'm doing the best I can during these last ten nights, inshallah it'll overweigh my bad deeds in the yom of in like the, the day of judgment. And then imagine if like you caught Laylatul Qadr every night since let's say you're around ten years old, right? You caught it mm-hmm. you were ten years old and now you're like sixty five. Imagine how many eighty three years that would be. Exactly. And performing like it to cap and stuff like that, like that's the stuff that's like really, really, really good. Giving sadaqah, having iftar with your family. Like I even heard like it's a really, it's um really good to like sit as a table 
like um when you eat iftar like the way like the prophet did he would you know sit with his family and he would, and you know read the quran go to the masjid like and i think also like me i, I feel like i'm i'm part of this too but i want to start getting in the habit of going to the masjid outside of ramadan like i go more during ramadan for like um the prayers and like tarawih and stuff like that but i want to be able to like branch out and start going outside of ramadan because i feel like i feel like during ramadan it's a it's a way for you to kind of notice your actions like if you're not doing this stuff on a regular basis if you're not reading quran on a daily basis or making dua on a daily basis then what's to say you're not going to stop doing it after ramadan is is finished and i think that's another thing that people um do like they'll be super religious for like this whole month they'll be like super super religious but then when when um when ramadan is over they just go back right to what they were doing and they kind of just forget all about it but i'm like why yeah like, this is a month to remind us like build habits in ramadan so you can carry it on after exactly and i like to have like plans like i like to make um i like to make goals that i want to have i usually like to have like a major goal and a minor goal so my major goal for this ramadan is to read the entire quran like i try you know another good thing is um you can read four four pages after every salah if you read four pages after every salah by the time ramadan is over you'll have the whole quran done and obviously you can read more um if you want to i don't recommend reading less because then you will be like you won't finish it all yeah but if you can read more because even like um um just i'm just i'm just really short four pages is is really nothing it's it's really short so i like to like um maybe read like seven or eight pages of the of um of what did i just say just i'm of just i'm yeah and then it can you can finish the whole quran and, and it gets you in like a a pattern because it does take it takes that habit around like a month to like a month and a half to to start a habit so if you're reading quran every single day after every salah then it'll be kind of hard for you to unless you're like you you're really just doing it for this month then when ramadan is over you'll be able to continue reading your quran every day it's like it's going to be a good habit and then um also you know if you pray um at masjid al-haram like one salat at masjid al-haram it's like if you prayed 1000 prayers 100000 prayers so wow. i like if you prayed laylatul qadr you prayed um in masjid al-haram on laylatul qadr which is better than 1000 months and praying there is better than is um like praying 100000 prayers it's like you prayed 100 million prayers in that masjid wow well i actually didn't even know that i didn't know that that's wow that's like that's motivation if that's not motivation i don't know what is that is such motivation that's oh more god praying your entire like lifespan literally like i would oh my god and i'm just thinking like of all the good deeds that inshallah will be on our scale like and like everybody makes mistake everybody sins and stuff but like taking those days so seriously i feel like i feel like inshallah will overweigh it 
Inshallah. And um, I know um, uh, a scholar said a person um, a person would attain the reward of the night even if he has no knowledge of it because the Prophet said that whoever stands in prayer um, during Laylatul Qadr, then he will be forgiven. So it's like there are so many things. Like I think we have we have like an entire list full of reasons why we should dedicate the ten days only for like for for Islam and for practicing. And it's what I like to do, like a habit that I try to get myself into, like during Ramadan, is like I'll try not to watch like TV or like I'll try not to like do unnecessary things. So I try not to be on my phone. Like I deleted like my Instagram and stuff. And it's cliche to be like, oh, okay, I do this during Ramadan, but I feel like. I feel like it's a little step for a big difference because when you're not when you're not you know just sitting down watching tv or you're not on social media platforms you're able to focus more and my plan inshallah like my goal that's one of my minor goals is that when ramadan is over like read and stuff like after that i want to be able to cut down my usage of social media because I really don't need it. Like the people that, like the people that I'm friends with, like you and like our friends, like mm-hmm. I'm able to, I'm able to talk to you guys outside of social media. I can call you guys, I can text you guys, we can meet up. It's like, it's like, what do I really need social media for? Yeah, because it's just fit. It's 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 basically fitness. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah. For um the same thing I've been doing for Ramadan. I've been watching less TV and going on TikTok less and all that. But the only thing I haven't deleted Instagram because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I have my businesses on there. So. Yeah. But That's, as long as you're not using it for like foolishness, you know? Yeah. I've only been posting about my business and just scheduling appointments for things and all of that. But I haven't been like going on my personal account. I've only been going on my business account. I haven't been on my personal account in so long. Good, yeah. It's the little things that help, you know. It's the little things that like that make a difference. And even outside of Ramadan, these are things that people should still think about. I think people people get like really excited when Ramadan comes because they're like, okay, like stay up late, eat suhoor, eat, you know, do that. But it's it's way more important than that. It's way more important than than just um than just like playing and having fun with your friends and meeting up at like three in the morning like there's a lot more seriousness into it mm-hmm. what's your favorite um thing to do in ramadan okay okay i'm not, i'm gonna tell you my, my like ramadan day schedule okay so i like to wake up um well okay like suhoor, i wake up for suhoor, and then i pray fajr i go back to sleep i'm gonna be honest i've been waking up really late so i've been waking up like like 10 11 um i wake up and then i'll like i'll look at like my emails and stuff for like school or something and then um i try to like listen to like a lecture i'm okay i'm part of this um tafsir ramadan contest so basically it's like they um they give you a, a video to listen to every two days about a surah and their tafsir and then you do like a little quiz i listen to that lecture um, write my notes for it, and then um, usually I, I try to like clean the house and stuff like that, so that I'm not just sitting down and like feeling like I have to watch something. And then after that, um, I try to read like a little bit more Quran. And um, by that time, it's like 
that's basically all I do, like read, um, do some schoolwork, and then iftar comes, we eat iftar, and then I like to go to tarawih, and then I come home and I sleep. So it's like there there is more that I could do, mm-hmm. but it's like I feel like this is like if you would like you know me before is this is like me a couple years back, like four or five years back this wouldn't have been what I really was doing. So it's definitely like a step up for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, my daily schedule, I just don't get to do as much as I want to do. Obviously last year I felt like, oh, I did so much. Last year and the year before, I felt like Ramadan was so easy. I I was so proud of all the things I accomplished and did. But this year, since um, we're back in school in person and all of that, I haven't been able to do as much stuff as I want to do because I wake up for school. I eat, I like, we have like one hour before school. My brothers usually go to the masjid in that time for Fajr. And I have to, like, I stay home, get ready for school, all that stuff. Then we leave and I take out whatever, like, meat I'm cooking for that day so it could, like, be ready. Yeah. I might come home to cook. So then I go to school while I'm in school. Like, we're not doing much in school also, and everyone's, like, really sleepy. So whatever free time I have, I'll read Quran. Like, at lunchtime, since obviously we're not eating, I'll read Quran at lunchtime. Sometimes in my AP class, if we have free time, we'll do that. And, like, at the last class, last hour, we usually don't have much to do, so I'll read Quran then, too. And then once I go home, I have to cook. And it takes me, like, so long to cook. So I'll get home at like four because we go pick up my mom from her work and her work ends at like four. So I'll get home at like four fifteen ish. But once I get home at like that time, I'll cook from that time to um Maghrib. And then after that we eat, go for Taraweeh, come back home. If I have extra time I'll read Quran or I'll go to sleep. But I feel like I'm not doing as much as I did before. Like I haven't read as much Quran as I usually would have read. I haven't done as much as I want to do. Yeah, it's like, I think also, like, especially with, like, being in school and stuff, the good thing is, like, my mom, her work schedule changed because of Ramadan. So, like, they, they're, they're like, in school less now. I think they start at, like, 8 and leave at, like, 2. Or, like, um, they start at, like, 8.30 and leave what? at 2. Eight. Huh? Does she work at Tawheed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My aunt works there too. She was telling me about it. Yeah, Sister Hasna? Yeah. Yeah, I brought my aunt Sister Hasna. I said, I see her at um, Tarawih. Oh, you do? Yeah. I, I don't go to Tawheed for Tarawih. I'm going tonight, but... You are? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going tonight too. Because um tonight I'm going to... For an iftar dinner at my aunt's house and then... And she lives like right there. So why would you go to another masjid, you know? So then Which one do you usually go to? I used to go I usually go to Dar Salaam because it's close to my house. It's closer to my house in Tawheed. But like the closest masjid to my house is Dar Salaam and Tawheed. But Dar Salaam's a little bit closer, that's why we go there. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm, so, Dar Salaam though is so small, like it is like especially all the people that be coming there. And especially on the weekends, it's so crowded. Like, there's barely any space. Yesterday, there's this little boy running around the masjid and he was throwing the Quran. I know he was doing it on purpose, obviously. <laughs> and then he hit me in the head with one. Bro, like, I'm telling you, Tawheed would be so packed. But Tawheed, like, like, they had to, like, let open up the men's section 
so oh. the women can pray. It was no space at all. You know, um, uh, Tahira Outfield. Yeah, it's so big. Yeah, it's so big. But on Eid day, um, like the Eid after Ramadan last year, it was yeah. packed because they prayed Eid at like nine, and everyone was praying at seven. So everyone who didn't get to go to Tahid for Eid prayer came there. Oh the other Tahid came there, right? So it was so packed. People were literally praying out in the hallways because there wasn't enough space. No way, not the hallways. <laughs> oh my god. So- but we luckily got there early, so we were praying like in the front. But we were so squished. And then also like back, everyone was trying to social distance, but there wasn't enough space for the social distance. So it was like really crowded. I hope they have it at the park this time because the mission is way too small for the eight player. Like yeah, way it's too small. I said, I said, especially with how many people that come to Eid prayer. Exactly. Like, it'd be packed. They need to start pe- letting people pray outside or something because it's, it's just too much. I mean, they could pray in the parking lot. The parking lot is big. <laughs> the parking lot is big. But then where are they going to park their cars? That's true. Everybody be bringing their, their entire family and their cousins and everything. Which is nice, though. I like to see that, though. I like to see a lot of people. I feel like the vibe in the masjid is, like, immaculate. I love seeing people come in and, and like prioritize their deen mm-hmm. I that's why my tarawih is my favorite time of like Ramadan because yeah. like the last few years we couldn't go because of COVID and I was so sad because that was my favorite thing to do even though like you'd be falling asleep in prayer and like sujood you might stay in there a little bit long <laughs> right because they'd be reading like Surah Al-Baqarah yes because oh my the imams read the whole Quran throughout the whole every single night oh my god Mm-mm. no because I think I was bro, I was I remember this one year I was at Tarawih and I heard him say Alif Lam Mim and I was like oh my god I was like I just knew I was going to be standing for a good 30 minutes and I was we were standing for like a good 25 minutes of him just reading Surah Al-Baqarah and it's like I knew some of Surah Al-Baqarah so I read what I knew but then like the rest of it I was just like oh okay but I love it though it's like the vibes mashallah is, is beautiful I only know some of Surah Al-Baqarah either also not either also <laughs> but the thing is that once they get to um, uh, Ayat Al-Qurusi that's that's when everyone <laughs> Like everyone's reading along once they get to that part, because we all know that. <laughs> exactly. If you don't know, if you don't know Ayat al Kursi, I'm I'm concerned for you. Yeah, exactly. I'm very concerned. As why would you not know it? Exactly. I know, like, oh my god, like this one I had when I was like on TikTok before. I saw this one video of this girl who was like going around like asking her her family like Islamic questions, and I think somebody asked. I think she asked like her like her one of her family members. Like read Ayat al Kursi, and they were like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Subhanallah, what has this Ummah came to?" Wow, I would never actually expected that. Yeah, I was like, "What? You don't you don't know Ayat al Kursi?" But like, I teach you Ayat al Kursi when you're like four. Yeah, what I've noticed though, also on TikTok, what like since Ramadan now, even though I haven't been on it too much, I've been seeing some things. They're like doing um, Ramadan trivia. Uh, just Islam, but it's not really Ramadan trivia. It's technically Islamic trivia, but they're just calling it Ramadan trivia. Yeah. And 
Like this one girl, she gave these people this riddle, and I could not figure out what this riddle was for like the life of me. I'll tell you it. Okay, so basically, that I am a fard prayer. That is okay. the prayer before me is out loud, and the prayer after me is out loud. What am I? Okay, what was the second? Okay, you said that it's a fard prayer, and then what is the second one? Okay, I am a fard prayer that is silent. The prayer before me is out loud, and the prayer after me is out loud. What am I? Oh wait, um, okay, I know Fajr is out loud. And then I know Dohar is silent, Asr is silent, Maghrib is... Oh, it's Isha! No. <laughs> wait, 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 but you... It's Farid, okay, Isha is a Farid prayer, and then before it is Maghrib, which is, which is out loud, and then the one after it, which is Fajr, is out loud. Mm-hmm. Wait. I thought it would be that too, but it's a very specific answer. I'll tell you that's a very specific answer. That is, I would... it, is it one of the five prayers? It's one of the five prayers. Um, oh my god, wait. I'll give you a hint, okay. The prayer, bef- the prayer before it is not one of the five daily prayers. It's a prayer you pray on a specific day. That's a big hint. What? You pray on a specific day? Oh, is it, um... Is it Salat al-Jum'ah? Um, that's the prayer before it. So what prayer would come in the middle? Dohar. No. What? Wait, okay, okay. Salat okay, al-Jum'ah is... They pray Salat al-Jum'ah, and then they pray Asr. Yeah, that's the answer. Asr on a Friday. Oh, wow. I never thought of that. Oh, wow. I would never have thought that. I need, I need to tell my mom that. I need to ask her that. I want to see if she's going to know that. Everyone, no one can figure it out. No, what? Oh, wow. It's actually really interesting. That's funny. I wish, I wish they had more of those. Yeah, only one girl in the video answered the question correct. Everyone else can get it. Because, like, I would have never even thought to think about Friday. Me too. I'm thinking, like, every, like, the regular days. Like, like the regular I, daily prayers. I wasn't thinking about, like, Jemais included in what they were talking about. And I kind of thought they were talking about Sunnah, but then I was like... I don't know because you can pray like after each salah a sunnah but I wasn't sure oh wow dang that played with my mind a little bit thank you for being on this episode Khadija yes thank you thank you for having me again like oh my god I'm telling you I I love being on here like so much I love having you here thank you so much and everyone loves listening to your episodes 
thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Barriers. My name is Raqaiya Wright, and I can't wait to keep the conversation going. Since the Quran was revealed in this month, to end things off, I will have my brother, Abdul Hakim Wright, reading some Quran. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna anzalnahu fi laylatil qadr. وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا لَيْلَةُ الْقَدْرِ لَيْلَةُ الْخَدْرِ قَيْرٌ مِّنْ عَلْفِ شَهْرِ تَنَزَّلُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ وَالْرُوحُ فِيهَا بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ مِنْ قُلِّ عَمْرِ سَلَامٌ هِيَ حَتَّى مَطَلَعِ الْفَجْرِ